0: Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie, good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today. Some updates to stories we've been following as well. Breaking our news of the day, my contributor, none other than Adrian Lawrence, attorney at law, author and amazing TYT contributor, should be a great analysis. Let me give you an update to a story I brought you last week. A young lady, 28 years of age in the state of Georgia, was going through a mental health crisis, her parents called 911, 911 responds. Instead of taking her to the hospital, they put her in handcuffs and put her inside of the squad car and proceed to the county jail. Well, something happened. We don't know exactly what happened, but we do know that the sheriff, the elected sheriff came to the parents home and said their daughter was unconscious. And their daughter was being airlifted to Grady Hospital, which is miles away from that home. She has now died. Let's put up the picture of this young queen who passed away. Okay. Her name is Brianna. Brianna Greer. Something happened to Brianna in that vehicle. Somehow the police, they want us to believe that she was handcuffed in the back of a squad car and she just simply fell out. That is the story right now from the police. If you remember last week, I told you the story did not make sense at all. And that's when they were spinning the narrative that she was in fact unconscious. Let me show you a picture of her in the hospital. Okay, her mother said it was very difficult to see her daughter with all of those life saving tubes trying to keep her daughter alive. Let me show you a picture of the family. See, this is what happens when there's neglect and intentional violence against citizens. You see that family, mom, dad and the daughters, the twins. Of Brianna Greer, their lives will never be the same because the parents called 911, thinking 911 was going to help. Somehow, that 911 call led to the death of their 28-year-old daughter, who had a diagnosed mental health issue. Let me give you some more background to this. Marvin Greer said his daughter who was diagnosed with schizophrenia years ago and prescribed medication. Had been at her parents home on July 14th, follow the timeline. She was visiting her three year old twins who lived with their grandparents. Greer left the house for a while and then came back in crisis after midnight, her father said. When Brianna Greer's parents phoned the police, they phoned the police to help her, not to hurt her. When they phoned the police explaining to the police that their 28-year-old daughter was in the middle of a mental health crisis that they expected the paramedics this was a 911 medical emergency but instead of the paramedics the police came but when the sheriff deputies arrived at their home in Sparta Georgia late one night this month they told greer they smelled alcohol on her breath, wait a minute, this was a medical emergency call. Instead of the paramedics, the police come, they smelled alcohol on her breath. She's at home, she's at a residential property. What's illegal about alcohol on your breath? Nothing, there's more. And after she admitted she had been drinking, they decided to put her in handcuffs, loaded her into the patrol car. And told her that they were going to detain her for intoxication on a private residential property at a family's house. Who did not want her arrested for intoxication. They wanted her to get help for the mental health crisis, all right? Um, She was supposed to receive medical attention the next morning, but she never got the help. Instead, she died from the injuries suffered in police custody. There's more, the GBI Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Said in a statement Thursday that his initial investigation found that Miss Greer fell out of the patrol car on July 15th. Wait a minute. She was at the parents' home on July 14th. The GBI investigation says they found that Miss Greer had fallen out of the vehicle on the 15th. There's more. Uh, this was. On the way, according to the GBI, to the Hancock Sheriff's Office. But she was supposed to go to the hospital, but they were taking her to jail. No medical treatment. She was pronounced dead Thursday afternoon at Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta. According to the statement, let me show you a picture of the sheriff. This is the elected sheriff of Hancock County, Terrell Primus. Dr. Primus is the one who informed the parents that the daughter was in bad shape. I think there's more to this story. The Hancock sheriff that you're looking at, he's the one who brought in the GBI to investigate his own officers. He did, he brought in another investigative body to investigate his deputies. Obviously, the father Marvin Greer is upset and demanding answers. He said, and I quote the father, we need to know what happened to our daughter. He said in a phone interview Friday with the Washington Post, if we had known it was going to end up this way, we would have let us her stay here. The incident has raised questions about the safety measures taken in her case, such as whether there was a malfunction with the patrol car doors or whether she sustained the fatal injuries another way. So let's go through the evidence here counselor. The 911 call comes in, it is a clear and precise medical emergency based on what the parents said. Instead of paramedics coming, they send the police. The police utilize really a false pretense to arrest her because public intoxication without disorderly conduct is no crime on a residential property. So they use a false pretense, lock her up, put her in handcuffs, put in the back of the squad car attorney. Somehow she's able to open the back of the squad car. Now for the uninitiated, that's important because You cannot open the back of a squad car, it does not allow it. So somehow in transport to jail rather than the hospital, a day later she is found on the ground, head trauma unconscious. Still no answers from law enforcement. Adrian, what does your attorney sense say about this case?
1: Well, I would say not only my attorney sense, but common sense tells me that the cops are lying. Something is wrong. The back seat handles, those door handles have been disabled for a reason to ensure a suspect remains or an arrestee remains in the back seat. So for this to be a rare situation where all of a sudden it decides to unlock itself, I don't think so. And I'm sure it's a Ford vehicle. And I'm sure the police would hold Ford liable for that, especially if you're going to have an injury like this, claiming someone fell out of a car. The reality is that Georgia is in the top. Five states for arrest related deaths. There is a problem here. And the thing is, we are not getting the truth. What happened to this woman, Greer, is incredibly suspicious and wrong. She should not have been taken in from the jump. And also, the fact is, she was having a mental health emergency. Fortunately, we do have a new number that's been released, 988, that people can call in the middle of a health emergency situation. But clearly, The police knew that it was not their duty, nor their job to take her in. And she showed up dead in circumstances that are completely and totally implausible. So somebody needs to give these people an answer about what happened to the death of their daughter and the law enforcement officers involved need to be held accountable.
0: It's about accountability at this point and I hate to say this. I hate to say it, but it's so true. If you call 911, you have to be prepared for your life and the person who you're calling 911 on for their lives to change forever. You have to be prepared for that reality, it may happen. That shouldn't be it. That's why we can't simply talk about reform the police. We have to talk about replacing them, all right? We're gonna continue to follow this story as we have. Let me give you another one, interesting voter fraud, absolutely. A man who voted for Trump, decided to vote for Trump again using his wife's name who he was arrested for murdering. I kid you not, put up the uh, pictures for mass here. Okay, so this person, this male that you see in the picture, he has been found guilty of voter fraud. Here's what he did, let's keep his picture up. You see the woman next to him? he decided to cast a ballot for Donald Trump in her name. Here's the problem, she's been missing for a couple of years. Not only that, he was arrested for her murder. And the arrest was dropped kicked out of court because of a discovery issue back and forth between the attorneys. The prosecution maintains, He's the guy who killed his wife, but there is nobody. So technically she is still missing. So while he's grieving his missing wife, he decides to use her name and engage in voter fraud to vote for Donald Trump twice. Colorado man who had been charged in the presumed death of his missing wife, pleaded guilty to forgery for casting her 2020 election ballot for then President Donald Trump, Barry Morphew is his name. He pleaded guilty on Thursday and was fined and assessed a court cost of $600. According to the Denver Post, he avoids jail time as part of the plea agreement. Now I wanna highlight right here how democracy really isn't that important to many, okay? If democracy was really important, election workers, if if anyone did violence against an election worker, it would basically be a hate crime. You would have serious protocols rather than these political narratives to protect democracy. And if somebody violated the law and attempted or successfully manipulated democracy, they would get more than a $600 fine, okay, there's more. Uh, Susan Morphew was reported missing on Mother's Day in 2020. That's the wife that prosecutors say he killed. After she did not return from a bike ride near a home in Southern Colorado. Barry Morphew, who pleaded for help finding his wife, was arrested and charged with first degree murder and other crimes in 2021. But prosecutors dropped the charges in April. In the voter fraud case, investigators say Barry Morphew filled out his missing wife's ballot because according to him, he thought Trump could use the extra vote. Trump lost Colorado to President Joe Biden by 14%. You have to imagine all of this voter fraud that's actually substantiated. There's proof people are admitting to it and it is overwhelmingly Trump supporters. You have to imagine the government has not caught all of it. I submit to you that the government may not have even caught half of the voter fraud that took place as people are voting for Donald Trump. These are folks that were caught. I think he was caught because this case was so high profile. There's more, just because I wanted Trump to win. This is what he said, I thought, give him another vote. I figured all these other guys are cheating. You see, that is the most white privileged statement I've ever heard in my life. This man literally has said, because the other people are cheating, And he doesn't agree with cheating. He thinks cheating is wrong. He needs to now engage in voter fraud because to a Trump supporter, that makes perfect sense, all right? So uh, he says he did it, it was another vote. He didn't think anything was wrong with it. He told an FBI agent who confronted him about the ballot in April 2021. According to court documents, Morphew also told the agent he did not know it was illegal to fill out a ballot on behalf of a spouse that's what the man said all right okay adrian balsier
1: well you know it is i think it's so interesting how the man has this mentality of everyone's doing it. Because uh, in my research for my book, when it comes to misconduct and people engaging in behavior that they know is bad, people who engage in like this serial mentality, they think everyone is doing it. And that's the mentality of this person, which tells you this isn't the only misconduct he engages in, that he's probably a pretty shady person. Uh, and, you know, it, it would be really nice if uh, maybe the law started treating people in some kind of almost uniform way to the seriousness and the gravity and the sanctity of the type of offenses. That they are committing because, again, if we do care about democracy when it comes to voting, number one, we definitely have access for everyone to vote and having a day off, making it a federal holiday. But in addition to that, we'd actually make the penalties a lot steeper because it definitely seems to me that it's Trump people who are, you know, taking advantage of this whole voter fraud thing.
0: Yeah, well said. A cop frames a homeless man. Gets him a 25 year sentence, that cop has now been caught. Let me do it this way. Let me put up the homeless man he framed, okay? Now, keep in mind, this is not the first time this cop has engaged in this kind of behavior. A Houston cop has been exposed again for falsifying testimony. That sent that man, innocent, an innocent man to jail for 25 years. Frederick Jeffrey, a previously unsheltered man was falsely accused of being part of a drug operation. He was not, had nothing to do with it. Let me show you the cop who created a web of lies and fabricated evidence in order to get a conviction for the homeless man. Gerald Goins, Officer. Gerald Goins, disgraced ex Houston cop, framed Mr Frederick Jeffrey. Let me give you background. Goins saw Jeffrey as an easy target. He looked at Mr Jeffrey and said, well, this is a person I can exploit because of perceived status. Jeffrey served nearly six years of a twenty five year sentence for possessing a controlled substance back in 2018. He was convicted solely based on the testimony of former Houston police officer Gerald Goins. The disgraced officer faces murder and organized crime charges in a years long scheme involving fake drug buys. They knew he was dirty years ago. He had been caught being dirty. They allowed him to remain on the force until he started murdering people and engaging in actual organized crime what did you expect houston pd you allowed him to be a gangster a criminal while still getting a paycheck from the public you knew exactly what kind of caliber of individual he was you knew he lacked morality you knew he lacked ethics but you kind of liked that about him didn't you there's more because of the officers dishonesty flat out lies and the faulty evidence, Jeffrey was arrested and convicted in 2018 for possessing five grams of methamphetamine. Despite the small amount, the judge sentenced him to 25 years in prison because of his prior convictions. Once again, another failure of the system. These uh, variations of three strikes you're out, uh, it's, it's a human being, not baseball. But that variation of three strikes in are out permeates again. So he gets convicted, not based on the actual crime or the charges, but based on history. Uh, This is how Goins did it, okay? The officer used a broken phone that he found in a house he busted as evidence to further connect the man to the crime. He said Jeffrey owned it, the unsheltered brother, he owned it. But his mother continued to scoff at his suggestion. Fred was homeless. He couldn't afford a piece of bubble gum," she said. Jeffrey maintained his innocence and advocated for himself by writing letters to the judge in the case. The judge finally responded to the request this year. Goins was actually charged for fabricating stories, specifically in a drug raid that killed two people. In 2019, the same cop, Goins, is charged with witness tampering, falsifying records, violating the rights of Rogina Nicholas and Dennis Tuttle. The couple killed in the January 28th raid on their home in South Houston. Here's what happened during that infamous situation. Goins 54 was the officer who obtained the so called no knock warrant, which allows the police to enter a building without signaling their arrival or reason for being there. The DA Kim Og, Said Goins made numerous false statements in the affidavit presented to the judge who signed the warrant. Among those were allegedly false claims that a two week narcotics operation had just concluded at the home. A confidential informant had bought heroin from the address and the seller was armed with a handgun. So after the Harding Street raid, KHOU, the CBS station in Houston examined 109 cases, in which Officer Goins had obtained a drug search warrant since 2012. In 96 of those cases, Goins claimed a no knock warrant was justified because knocking and announcing would be dangerous and futile. The same language he used is seeking no knock warrants for the Harding Street House. In every one of those cases in which he claimed confidential informants observed guns inside, KHOU reported no weapons were ever recovered, not one time, not one time. Now, Every time he applied for a warrant, cuz the judges don't get off on this either. because people talk inside of the local criminal justice system. He applied for these warrants, damn near 100 of them, and they never yielded a weapon. And y'all kept signing those damn warrants from this cop every time. Until he killed somebody or his actions led to the death of two people. Um, There are additional accusations against this guy. He lies, he's been involved in corruption for many, many years. Let's put up the DA who's finally taking him down. This is the Harris County District Attorney, Ms. Kim Ogg. DA Ogg said, Frederick Jeffrey's case is a due process disaster. In the wake of Harding Street, it is clear that Gerald Goins and other members of the Houston PD Narcotics Division engaged in a years long scheme involving fictional drug buys, perjured warrants and phony overtime. Individuals like Frederick Jeffrey, collateral damage. There are more victims and there's also a network of cops that were down with it. The DA may not have the evidence to get to them, but she knows they are there. All right, Adrian thoughts on this.
1: You know This DA for stepping up and doing this uh, is very courageous. Unfortunately, I don't think that she's gonna be able to do everything that could and needs to be done in this situation because there are going to be limits. They use this individual, this particularly corrupt officer to do all of their dirty work, but there is just a web of individuals involved in this cuz it does take a village to continue to effectuate these schemes. And you know that there are members of the judiciary who probably are in on it to some extent. Yeah. The problem is corruption is so embedded within our system and of course it's the most who end up suffering to the most significant degree. And I will push and push and push, but we need to have penalties for law enforcement officers who test a lie and who engage in all this corruption that are at a heightened level. If I can face a greater penalty and punishment for attacking, An officer, then the officer should also be facing a heightened punishment for failing in their duties and completely engaging in this dereliction. That is just absolute an abuse and exploitation of the law in their position of power.
0: Very well said. All right, we got more on the other side It's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. I'm going to read some comments. Let me first remind everybody about the petition, all right? So we got a petition to tell Governor Newsom to hold a special election to put the $18 minimum wage on the November ballot. That's to help working Californians. Sign up right now, tyt.com forward slash C A minimum wage. Also share with your friends. We're trying to get 10,000 signatures pretty quick, okay? We appreciate you in advance. Let me read the comments. TYT member I am Sock says, When will Dr. Richie cover pink sauce? We covered it during the commercial break, (laughs) that's it, all right. Ganai beer Dragon, when a cop takes someone into custody, she he is also taking custodial responsibility for said individual. This is at the very least, contributory negligence by the arresting officers, yeah. Uh, Jamal G, Uh, thank you Jamal, Uh, too many bad cops, not enough good ones. Boom, there it is, that means you gotta replace them, all right? If they're bad, they're bad to the core. they gotta move on. All right, uh, Bill to help, thank you, hope, hope to get this on air, lol. All fetuses should sue, the three so should sue Supreme Court justice for perjury by moms as proxy to see what happens with the Republican. Interesting theory, uh, reason and why it says stop and pray before calling the police to come to your rescue. Yeah, C Michael Henson, uh, thank you C Michael, uh, dead wife voting. Well, I guess there was a massive, there was massive voter fraud after all. When you really think about it, they were voting for a fraud anyway. All right, there it is. Okay, got something for everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would.
2: You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Dinner. Sunday. You're feel great, so back off. I'm gonna like, tell there's an African American man threatening my life. I swear you can, but this is our- no, this is a public beach. I but don't beeping it. No, I don't No, I, I was turning in. No. No, no, that wasn't I why I beat. The, hey, hey, don't get near my kids. Don't do that. Oh, don't. You know what? Don't. Get out, my get out of my face. Get out of my face. No, you walked
1: up to me, ma'am. Get out of my face. Hey, I am recording. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. face. So get what? out. Face? This, this is not your house. This is not your house. i just
3: you weren't getting
0: aggressive punk, you got us already. No, I'm coming. pulling in, I'm pulling in, I'm pulling in. A cackle of Karen's, I don't, okay. Uh, so this particular Karen presumed that she owns at least a part of the beach. And because of this belief, she decided to enforce her territory ownership against individuals who were enjoying themselves at the beach. I thought it was a really interesting move, two things here. One, when this Karen stopped talking to the adult and made a move to the children and the mother had to say don't don't talk to my children. And then second, the other Karens that were in the perimeter, uh, they responded to another Karen in distress. This is a new thing we did not know until today. Once again, we're adding it to our karenicity handbook here, so we can understand karenism. Karens at times will travel in packs and even when they are not. If one alerts the others, the other karens will come to their rescue. This is something new. We have been uh, analyzing the creature known as Karen for about a year on indisputable. And now we have found a new development in the species. All right, Adrian thoughts here.
1: Oh, It's exhausting Uh, again, just trying to live and exist with all of these uh, Karen colonizer Karens thinking that they own everything and that their property is public property and public property is their property. And thus uh, they get to dictate where you are and what you do. And it's just it's incredibly exhausting, but I definitely give it to uh, the woman who was filming because if you would have approached my children, we would have had a whole different level of uh, interaction as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah. So interesting. Uh, once again, we have not identified this Karen. Do we have a picture of her full mask? Let's put that picture up. Uh, somebody get your mama or get your auntie, whoever she is to you, uh, because her living this kind of lifestyle is not healthy. All right, all right, intervention is required. Yeah, I got something. anti Karens unite.
2: You're screaming at employees get out of here. language jackass. Look you if you want to stand up for your child in there. Are you, are you gonna be a man? Do you have a, do you have a, a wife in there or a girlfriend? Okay. Come here. Listen, we're, we're, not, we're not against you, no, how can I help you? I'm for you. Help? Don't touch I, me. Get okay, your hands off. Right, that's too you too. Okay. Hey, partner, I'm just no, standing aside. Cool. I'm okay. not with this guy. We're here. Okay. I'm for you. I don't want to make a, a choice. gonna What the are you talking about? Or do you have a woman in there? Why do you keep asking me personal questions? I'm asking you, What if I work here? Okay. Do you work there? You can leave me alone, dude. I'm leaving you alone. You don't want to talk to me? I do not. Okay. So they stop waving me down and trying to push your beliefs on me. Okay. Well, you can go back to your car when I say Oh, you don't now want to I'm talk excused. No. I, you wanted me to come here, waving no, me asking, down. Now I'm here. I'm asking you if you were involved in the
0: murder of your child to repent. I'm
2: asking that. you to mind your own business. When, when, you, when you stop murdering Satan. your child.
0: Yeah. All right. Really interesting. This was outside of a Planned Parenthood. The older guy, the male Karen, uh, he is basically trying to get a rise out of individuals, and he found the right one. I got more video, okay, here's the second one.
2: This is your personal opinion of something you have no idea about. Or you're giving me your personal opinion. I'm not What's doing anything on? except answering your you, question. Could you back up a little no, bit? No, I can't. You can, though. No. Okay, I'll back up. Don't come closer. Why not? Because that would be violating my space, what according after, to you. Thanks for the video recording. Hope you show the rest of the world. Please do not push your beliefs on random strangers that are driving by. Hell please yeah. Please, guys, please don't murder. Hell me. yeah, buddy.
3: I'm with I you. Coward.
2: Why? Why are you yet telling me that? Because this? I care about you. I don't want to see the you. Point? I'm a random. Dude, do I look like I'm pregnant? You're created in God. the image of God. I don't. You're mind. pushing your belief I'm on me. Pushing hate. it on anybody? You can reject. Did it. I come ask for your stuff? I'm telling you, you're. I am rejecting it. You, and you guys are flagging random think. people down. I'm gonna waste your time, like you're wasting everyone else's.
0: Oh, there's more. Here it is.
2: I don't know why you're coming up because as a stranger telling mother, me you care mother, about me. I care I about you. I do not care if you don't care you about me. You're gonna, gonna pay my you. bills? Dude? You're gonna face your maker. You ain't gonna pay my bills. Listen to Wait, you just talk. Ho, ho, ho. I will pay your bills. Okay, give me some money then. Call, call, your wife, call, no, no, call your wife right now. Tell her not to murder your baby, and we will help you. That is care. our offer. That's what you're here. Do you guys not have jobs? Sir, we hey, have a second This yeah. is our job, okay? I don't want your help, but you're gonna give me some money for my time right now. That's the only thing I want from you. I'm not gonna give you money for your time to murder your baby. Okay? Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's what you think's going on. That's really what you do out in your pretty. Tell you know, me it's not. It. It's not.
0: It sounds like they went from strangers to a relationship to a breakup. <sighs> and that's not all. Here it is.
2: How about the baby's beliefs? God. Talk about pushing your beliefs you on somebody you else. You guys think you have some kind of I pay for classes for this type of if I want education, I'll go to a college university. Not oh, three random scraggly looking strangers with crap preaching about stuff. What, what happens if he died tonight? What's gonna happen to but you then? You I mean, so you're, you're gonna face God. That's what you believe. Have I you ever left clear. the United States of America, sir? Uh, Yeah. How many? Where? Uh, I mean, Afghanistan. Okay, me too. I just yeah. came back from a five year expat back from there I come here and America is trying to push the- so so dramatic, yeah. or a military man. Wait, sir, just give me my resume. No, sir, you don't have to anymore. Just give
0: me back up and uh. I know there are many who will push back and say that the anti-Karen was out of line. Uh, but does he not have the same freedom of speech as those harassing him? Okay. He just gave them the same energy that they came with. Uh really interesting. Now, personally, I do not believe life begins at conception. That is not. Uh, my faith values or background, Um, I do believe that life is precious. And that's why I cannot condone things like forcing a 10 year old victim to have a child that is called child abuse. All right, okay, Adrian interesting stuff here, what are your thoughts?
1: I find it to be really interesting how so many people will say I care about you, I care about you, but it really yeah, it has (laughs) nothing to do with you. They don't care. They are trying to force their beliefs on you. They're trying to get you to adopt their belief system and structure. That's not about you. That's about them. And also, too, you know, I really do appreciate that man standing up against this harasser who's out there and making it more difficult for what would largely be women entering this facility to get health care. It's just, it's really disgusting how people invest so much of their free time trying to tell others what to do with their bodies. Stand outside a tattoo parlor, leave us alone.
0: Yeah, there it is. All right, we got more on the other side. It's
3: indisputable, stick and stay.
0: Welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments. Thank you for chiming in. Tall Glass of Shut Up Juice says, I think Karens release a pheromone that attracts other Karens to assist, lol. That may be how it works, we need to do more examination. All right. Um, Schrodinger's Gat, you mentioned YouTube membership, but I haven't seen it yet. Keep speaking truth to power, I proudly support the show. Thank you, Uh, and thank you for that, really appreciate it, very humbled by that. Uh, If you're on the YouTube channel Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Richard, you can click join and it takes you to a different page. And it allows you to choose your level of membership, all right? We would love for you to join and be part of the family, part of the community in that way as well. Uh, C Michael Henson, thanks C Michael. Uh, Christopher Columbus was the first Karen, <laughs> that's interesting. Never looked at it like that. Uh, Nicolette Haredes, Um, appreciate seeing men stand up for abortion. Uh, I get the sense that uh, that's only how other men will listen. Yeah, you're about right. Uh, Twyla Neske says doc, like a pride of lions, we should call it a privilege of Karen's. Uh, Lizzy Nanny Dragon, uh, thank you for being an indisputable member for two months, says don't send them to my tattoo shop. Love y'all, we won't, all right, we wouldn't put that upon you. Okay, I have an update to a story. Remember we covered this last week, now we have an update. The police officer, the New York corrections officer who shot and killed a teenager that had a bright orange toy gun, toy water gun, that officer has now said he did this in self defense. And this is really ironic because not only did he kill the teenager, not only did he flee the scene of the crime, not only did he go to work as if nothing happened, he said after he was caught that he did not see a weapon at all. Let me give you the background. All right, let's put up the picture um, of both the officer and the kid he killed, Dion Middleton. That's the man on the left, fired a single shot toward a car that killed 18 year old Raymond Caluset, he's on the right. After he felt what's called stinging in his back and saw a passenger in a car. Making a hand gesture. I said this last week when information was still coming in. I said, here's what happened. This officer was probably sprayed with the water pistol and got mad. And maybe there was a gesture from the teenager, the officer enraged then decided to fire, because remember, he said he did not see a firearm. There's more, all right, uh, let's put it up. Benny Boschio, president of the Correction Officers Benevolent Association, defended Officer Middleton and called the type of water pistol, and I quote, an ongoing threat to public safety. You can't make this stuff up. That guy in front of you literally said that it's the water gun. That's a threat to public safety, put up the water gun, that's it. An orange and gray plastic ass super soaker variation is the real threat. Ladies and gentlemen, according to a guy that has an important job to protect the police. He went on to say our officer fired a single shot in a particular uh, situation where he felt his life was in immediate danger. That's what he said, He, the, the cop felt his life was in immediate danger. After feeling something hit his back and toy guns no longer resemble toys. Put a toy gun again, okay, somebody walking down your street. They got that gun, you run away, you're scared, you think that's a real gun. You're not an investigator, but you know good and damn well that's not a gun. But Justin Siebel, who was prosecuting the case because a of correction officers involved. Said the correction officers own admission that he never saw anyone holding a firearm or weapon and never heard shots fired. He also stated that he was not injured and he was not hurt and he was not shot. Justin Siebel said the defendant then continued walking on his regular course and did not at any point stop and called the police to inform anybody. He's walking, he's walking, he kills a guy. He keeps on walking, he keeps on exercising, okay? I want you to also remember he went to sleep that night, he went to work. Middleton allegedly went to work following the fatal shooting. Sources said police tracked down officer Middleton through surveillance canvassing. Following his vehicle, the corrections officer was arrested at work at Rodman's neck the next day. Wow, so the police union, they know good damn well uh, this person is lying. He's already gone on record and said he never saw a gun. That's why I said last week, this cat was mad because water hit his shirt. I said that last week, now there's more evidence supporting That reality. Once again, he never saw water gun. He got mad, ladies and gentlemen, at the gesture the teenager made to him. That's my conclusion. All right, we'll see how this case bears out in the court of law. Adrian, thoughts on this?
1: Well, based on the facts you've articulated to me, I can't see how this is reasonable in any way, how that response, that behavior, the fact that this individual decided to use deadly force when there was no cause in any way whatsoever for that to be warranted. But then to see that their response is to simply flee, to go on about their business, to say absolutely nothing. I. I I will, I will be beside myself if this individual isn't held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. I, I I don't even know how he could even defend these actions with a straight face. It's This is murder, this is wrong.
0: Right, and once again, who comes to his defense? People that are supposed to be agents of public trust, professionals, individuals that are looking out for people. Well, they come to the defense of absolute killers on a routine basis. All right. Devastating story, FedEx lost a whole dead human body. Yeah, three years and counting, put up the picture of the young man they lost, okay? Three years have passed since the Fulton County Medical Examiner's Office, that's in Georgia, sent a box with Mr. Jeffrey Merriweather's remains to a St. Louis lab for testing, okay? They were trying to determine how this 32 year old whose body became a near complete skeleton less than two weeks after he was last seen alive during an alleged drug related shooting in 2019. They were trying to figure this out. They need a lab test, but the box never arrived. And the fallout has been a black eye for the ME's office and FedEx and an unending source of pain for the family. So let me take you to some of the people that were in charge. Uh, Forge County Chief Medical Examiner at that time, Jan Gorniak, right? Ms. Gorniak said in 2019 her office was reviewing policies to make sure no other human remains were lost by her staff. Let's go to the current medical examiner. Her name is Karen Sullivan. Ms. Sullivan did not immediately respond to multiple attempts from the AJC to answer questions about the policies and updates. Let's go to the parents. That's Kathleen Merriweather on the left. She said about a son, it's a nightmare you cannot wake up from. And since the vanishing, um, she has not heard anything from the Emmys office whatsoever. No policy changes have been communicated to her. Jeffrey Merriweather Senior, the man on the right, that's the father, feels nobody's being held accountable for losing his son's body. The family delayed funeral plans more than a month and then indefinitely when authorities failed to find his son's remains, the body's missing. Kathleen and Jeffrey Senior have since separated, but the family continues to grieve, there's more. This bizarre episode also may have violated the law. Yep, the medical examiner's office in Forza County may have violated the law. Human bodies are traditionally transported across state lines by airline. FedEx said using its services to send human remains is prohibited, a fact that's stated in its user manual. The US Postal Service is the only mailing service legally qualified to carry human remains across the country and then only under strict guidelines. The FedEx receipt included in the public records shows that Meriwether's remains were placed in a box. It was shipped on July 5th, 2019 for $32.61 and was supposed to arrive at the St. Louis City Medical Examiner's Office within two days. The Fulton Medical Examiner previously said the package entered FedEx's facility and was not trackable afterwards. The facility itself has faced scrutiny in recent years. Due to a reported high volume of packages getting lost. Consumer website Trustdale called the Osteo FedEx facility a black hole. Citing numerous reports of lost packages, disgruntled customers went as far as drafting a change.org petition over the packages that slipped into the bowels of the facility and disappeared. A FedEx spokesperson said the service should have never been used, all right? It's in the user manual. FedEx states that it is not liable for the lost, damage, delay, misdelivery or non-delivery of any shipment that contains a prohibited item, which includes human remains. So after the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the AJC's Twitter account, shared the story, right? They shared the story. FedEx's customer service responded in a single deleted tweet with, let's put it up. I am truly sorry you went through this experience. Please send a direct message so I can continue assisting you, Gabby. All right, the tweet faced a lot of ridicule. Obviously, FedEx stated the tweet and several other companies uh, tweets were made in error. Wow, the body gone, they have lost a whole human body. Obviously, the medical examiner's office should have never transported a body via FedEx. I, I don't understand this, okay? Um, Adrian, while this may be against the law based on information readily available, how is it that no one will be held accountable for this kind of negligence or possible criminal violation? You
1: know what? It's It's entirely unfortunate, Um, it probably, it sounds like they have very uh, limited legal options here in part, but I would just say that how are you going to have any kind of immunity when your actions were completely and totally unreasonable? You knew that it was illegal to ship it via FedEx, you didn't try to see what Brown would do for you, which is good, but you could have just gone USPS, which would have been the appropriate way to go about it. They should have known that given what their job is and this is just i i am just absolutely bewildered you know this would seem to be a tort easily and the intentional infliction of emotional distress clearly i just hope they've exhausted all of their avenues and options for claims because this needs to end
0: yeah and they can't say listen we were unaware because this is one of those things uh, attorney where you either know or should have known the law it's kind of like buying a mercedes for 1 technically you can do that but if you get caught for theft you're going to get arrested because you should have known this was not a real transaction. Okay. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable stick and stay. Welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Always appreciative you joining us every day. Lynn says, "Happy belated birthday, Adrian." That's right. Happy belated birthday, Queen Adrian.
1: Thank you very
0: much, appreciate it. Absolutely, all right, Chi Chi Massey, I have a coworker named Karen. That last time, and the last time that uh, the segment came on, I said, I wish you Karen would with you out loud. And she said, you wish I would what, <laughs> that's funny, that's cool. I hope she didn't get offended, all right. Uh, correctional officer, uh, Donald James X says, the cop reacted to a water pellet. Uh, so he pulled out a real gun. Yeah, C Michael Henson, thank you again. The super soaker is a threat to public safety if you're a gremlin, exactly. C Michael, someone somewhere has stolen and is profiting from this corpse. Nobody has gotten the dead body delivered by mistake. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting because you would imagine it didn't really get lost. It got misdelivered, right? So somebody will open it up and say, hey, there's a dead body in the box. It's not mine, I need to call the police. But hell, who knows, all right, horrific stories out of China, right? Children being enslaved, the trafficking of minors for the sake of profitability, I'm gonna give you as much to this story as I can. It has not received the national attention it deserves. Human rights advocates have accused China of exploiting thousands of Congolese children, children to work in cobalt mines. The exploitation has been going on for many years. Sky News did a profile, they did a great profile on this and the children who work under these conditions. Here's some of it. It's a damn shame, right? I got more Congolese advocates, they've been telling us this for years. They said many children are trafficked to work in those mines that you just saw. Chosen because of their size, they are forced to work grueling hours and face injury and disease on a regular basis. The Congolese civil rights attorney, said the mines are often no more than narrow shafts dug into the ground, which is why children are recruited. In many cases, they are forced to do work using only their hands and rudimentary tools without any protective equipment, he said. The Congolese Catholic priest, Father Bihuzo, told the congressional members the children work seven days a week, and more than 12 hours a day using tools like hammers, chisels, and spades. Their working conditions are like that of slavery, he said. Injuries are common and for those who are hurt or become sick. The lack of medical care means the majority will die due to various untreated illnesses, they are children. These are children. According to the reports, the Democratic Republic of Congo produces More than 70% of the world's cobalt, 15% to 30% of which is produced in similar unregulated mines. Cobalt is also used in cell phone and computer batteries. The World Economic Forum's Global Battery Alliance estimates the demand for cobalt for batteries will grow fourfold in 2030 because of the projected electric vehicle boom. So look how a good is now transforming to a possible negative. If we do not expose this now, there's additional background. Uh, Let's put up the attorney who has been uh, waging a war, so to speak. Uh, This is Congolese civil rights attorney. Mr. Kyungu also said Chinese nationals physically oversee some of the mines. Referencing a viral video showing a Chinese national ordering mine workers to be whipped, let's go to this video. There are multiple countries involved in this scheme. According to a report from the Globe and Mail as of 2019, China imported 83% of its cobalt from the Democratic Republic of Congo. And Chinese companies reportedly control most cobalt mining projects and output. Pakistanis and Indians are also involved in the trade. Advocates have asked US lawmakers to implement sanctions, do something. The United States is complicit in silence. Never forget that being neutral never means you're right. As a matter of fact, being neutral means 100% you are never on the right side. So. They're saying, listen, America, be responsible here, create sanctions. Force them to transform their policies, thus transforming the culture of child slavery, Uh, it comes even here to the US. So it means that every year, even our uh, industry of cobalt here, they come from mines where children were used right here in America. Exploited like slaves, according to the attorney. Even with respect for your own laws, you are the lawmakers. You need to reinforce it and people must be prosecuted. You know why they won't be prosecuted? Because cobalt is big money, that's why. It is utilized in technology, it is utilized in innovation. They don't care if children are slaves, die, they're making money. Even though it not only violates our standards of ethics for responsible nations, it violates the very laws that we say we believe in. Adrian, what are your thoughts on this?
1: it's It's incredibly disheartening. Um, you know, this push for lithium batteries and the extent to which people are willing to go to secure this for, capitalistic gains. Uh, Something that the Wilson Center and Nonpartisan Analysis Institute found was that there are some 255,000 people who are mining in the Congo for the cobalt properties and about 40,000 of them are children as young as six years old. These kids are being exploited and they are putting themselves in harm's way and they're being forced to do so. This is just a new form and another form of slavery. And it's sad given that we know the legacy of the African people, being a descendant of that, where it just continued exploitation and abuse. And whether it's just stealing and raping the land, but then also the people. And it's not going to stop until there is some kind of sense of accountability. And we actually input measures that, as you mentioned, align our principles with who we say we are with our actual actions.
0: Yeah, very well said. All right, I have another update. Remember the story of the wife who shot her husband, who happens to be a former cop because she is in charge of a daycare. She received credible allegations from children that her husband molested them. She confronted her husband, he ends up being shot by her. She gets arrested, Baltimore PD responds, she goes to jail. He's a former Baltimore police officer himself, he gets nothing. We find out later she actually went to Baltimore PD about these allegations and they did nothing. When I covered the story the first time I said, I guarantee you they're going to investigate now because it's a national story. And that's exactly what has happened. Put up the picture of the man who has now been charged with heinous crimes. The man shot by his wife at her due to Him molesting children allegedly at her Baltimore County daycare is actually being charged now with sexual offenses that were brought to the attention of Baltimore PD first. His name is James S Weems, 57 years of age. The former Baltimore cop faces 13 counts related to three victims, including two counts of third degree sex offense, three counts of second degree assault and one count of displaying obscene material to a minor. Now, there are those of you who push back on me because I said very clearly, I simply hope that the wife gets a good defense attorney. Because based on her narrative, this former cop started to aggressively approach her during the confrontation. And she was in fear of her life. I'm sure he's used that line before himself. And she also made it clear she did not wanna kill him. She just wanted to make him immobile. And that's what she did. County police stated they've been investigating him since early this month. Well, why is that? Because she took the information to the cops. But remember, she said they did nothing. They did nothing. So now they're saying, oh, we've been investigating for four weeks now. Yep, precisely when she went to you and said this was happening and you did nothing to your former colleague. So yes, she took matters into her own hands. But once again, it was only after he approached her In an aggressive manner according to her report. So let me give you the recap, DC Metropolitan Police were called to the Mandarin or hotel on July 21st after getting a report that a man had been shot on the eighth floor. When officers arrived to the room, they began talking to Mrs. Weems, 50 years of age and asking her to open the door so they could treat the victim. Uh, Ms. Weems told the police that, and I quote, he's a child molester. Referring to her husband of five years, according to police affidavit. After about an hour long standoff, police moved into the room and detained Mrs. Weems after Officer Weems, former cop told the police he had been shot in the head and the leg. Uh, Ms. Weems is owner of Little Kids Castle uh, in Owning Mills, that's her. I think she's a sweet woman and I think she was acting in protection of those children, criticize me if you choose. According to court documents, Uh, Ms. Williams had received multiple messages, and phone calls from parents and teachers about molestation at the Owing Mills daycare. She confronted her husband in the hotel room, which escalated. Then uh, James moved toward her and she pulled her gun from a person's shadow. Ms. Williams was taken into custody following the shooting. As we covered uh, yesterday, Ms. Williams has been charged with assault with intent to kill and firearm charges. Police had found a notebook with handwritten notes. In which she said she wanted to shoot James and not kill him, but maybe cause paralysis because the author said, the writer of that note said, she wanted the kids to simply get justice. The notebook also included an informal uh, will distributing belongings because she thought she may die. Okay, um, this is interesting Uh, and I know there are passions on both sides. It's very clear to me, Uh, he's a monster and I think he was going to do something monstrous to her because he was exposed and confronted uh, and she decided to save her own life. That's how I see it. Uh, Attorney, what are your thoughts here?
1: I think that um, so long as there is sufficient information uh, and some evidence that he was indeed molesting children, I think it's gonna be hard to find a jury to convict her. Uh, I think we all know that the system can work very slowly when it comes to law enforcement and we know that they don't really solve crimes. They're not in the business of solving crimes as much as responding to crimes. So this woman knowing that, hey, he has connections with law enforcement as it is, and he's probably going to continue to get away with it. I think a lot of people may just you know, engage in jury nullification and not necessarily hit her uh, with the highest of um, charges that she could actually be convicted of.
0: Yeah, all right. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Uh, let me read some of these comments. Mickey, see the silver-haired dragon says, "Oh my God, they're just babies. How horrible!" That's right. But we got to stay on it. All right. That's not the only place it's happening. Right? But it's one place we have a lot of information. YouTube, uh, Alan Clark says, hi, Dr. Richie, can you give us another Herschel update? I almost hyperventilated with laughter watching your silent facial expressions after watching his videos. All right, we got more coming, believe me, because Herschel gonna keep talking. Oh, yeah, it's coming. All right, uh, and Bernie the Kiwi Dragon, thank for being a member for two months. And I thought the story of the children being exploited to make uh, self-deprecating uh, videos uh, was bad. But it was, this was a thousand times more heinous, heinous, yeah, I agree 100%. Okay, cops suspended using the n-word, being openly racist. Let's put up the picture for a mask, we're going to Cincinnati. A Cincinnati officer's police powers have been suspended after her body cam captured. Her saying a racial slur while on duty and in uniform, her name is Rose Valentino. Officer Rose was wearing a body camera and it was recording while she was driving past Western Hills University High School on her way to the District 3 station. The officer turned her lights and sirens to signal for parked cars waiting to pick up students to move on saying you gotta move effing ridiculous effing a-holes. Is she gonna effing just sit there? So she went on and on. And then a black teen pedestrian then flips off Valentino as she is crossing. Which sets off the officer saying, "Oh, I effing hate them so much. God, I hate this effing world because a child gave her hand gesture. There's more. When at the station gate to enter, officer Valentino mutters under her breath, effing N words. I mean, she's been carrying that one with her since, you know, earlier that day. She said, I effing hate them. That's what she said. Okay. According to the internal report, Officer Valentino admitted to cursing at drivers who did not move their cars. She said she used the racial slur in reference to a black teen who flipped her off while walking down the sidewalk after school. The internal report says Officer Valentino claimed she had been desensitized. To racially offensive language by music and hearing people talk on the street. And frequent exposure had allowed the slur to slip into her vernacular. You know, she's really saying, Well, well, well listen here, uh, Captain, I listen to rap music. And that's the reason I felt comfortable saying the N word not racist at all. That's her defense. She's saying it's the music's fault that she's racist. Uh, background on officer Valentino. She's been an officer with Cincinnati PD since uh, 2008. She trains other officers who recently graduated from the academy. And her supervisor said she was dedicated and that she, and I quote, does great work. The 14 year veteran has been reprimanded for not turning on her body camera multiple times. And she was one of three officers involved in a lawsuit involving race in November of 2018. The city settled the lawsuit with realtor Jerry Isham and prospective homeowner Anthony Edwards, who said they were illegally detained at a showing in West Price Hill. After retired officer, a retired cop called 911 for a break in. Court documents showed that Officer Valentino escalated the situation by aiming her gun at the two men and putting both of the men in handcuffs. So she has already defunded the police. Okay, they had to pay money because of her actions. Uh, in March 2020, uh, let's put up her mugshot, Uh She was in fact convicted by plea of disorderly conduct after pushing and punching two family members and using an umbrella to damage a car while off duty. She was referred to a behavioral health center for anger management uh, and still remains active afterwards. Isn't that something? Hmm. Okay. Uh, So naturally, uh, this is part of the reason why people do not like the police. As I say, no accountability even though they want everyone else to be held to the highest standard of law in front of them. Interesting, she now is suspended, okay? There's no criminal act, but you have to investigate the investigator now. You have to see if her racism has in fact called bias in her arrest. And you already have at least one settlement that we know of that involved her misjudgment based on racial bias and you allowed her to stay on the force. She has had violence against her own family members multiple and you allowed her to stay on the force. At some point, Adrian, when is this a negligent hire? Or you do not do what you should do and something bad happens and now we can blame the agency.
1: I'd like to say you're definitely in the negligent hire territory. It's a matter of who can hold you accountable for that negligent hiring. But it definitely seems that this individual is just full of problems without a doubt. They should not be in a position of authority at all or even armed with a weapon, especially if they're responding to children this way in terms of feeling they need to use racial slurs then failing to take accountability. And I don't see why it's so difficult simply to say yes, I am racist. Or I have racial conditioning and uh, maybe that's something I should work on. But until there's some kind of accountability and, and actually maybe law enforcement looks to have people among its ranks who you know, aren't racist, we're gonna continue to have these problems.
0: That's right, once again, it's not just policies culture. All right, Taco Bell manager throws hot boiling water on customers. Here it is, okay. A lawsuit alleges the woman in blue, okay? The woman in blue and her 16 year old niece went to this Taco Bell in Dallas, Texas felt like they were burning from the inside out. According to the description after the manager allegedly covered them in boiling water over an order dispute as customers fled, they claim. One Taco Bell employee even laughed and clapped, it's horrendous. But this happened and it has been making the rounds on social media and now there is a lawsuit. But look at how egregious these actions are. All right. As we review this, I'm reminded that bad things happen. Arguments take place, putting boiling water on another human being. That's more than extreme, that can have a lifelong impact, right? So let's go to the suit now, Brittany Davis and the daughter of Kyra Davis, identify only as CT, that happens when it's a minor. Complained repeatedly that their order had not been properly prepared. That's normative in fast food. People say, hey, order not prepared properly, and many times it's actually true. Uh, So they complained about the order when an employee threatened to fight them uh, before the manager doused them in hot water, causing significant pain and also disfigurement. Right? The alleged incident took place on June 17th when the plaintiffs were ordering food. The complaint says they went through the drive through three times in an attempt to get the food they ordered, claiming the bag they initially received was missing items. And they had requested that they requested the plaintiffs claim that after showing the receipt and the contents of their bag, the employees refused to fix the error or continue helping them at the drive through. At this point, the lawsuit says Brittany Davis and CT parked and approached the front door of the Taco Bell which was locked An employee, let them in right away and locked the door behind them. But after 10 minutes of discussing the issue, employees allegedly became combative and refused to get them the food they asked for. And the rest of it you see on that video, boiling hot water. Who the to do such a thing that it includes a minor. All right, Adrian, how much liability connects back to the enterprise of Taco Bell for what happened to these individuals?
1: Oh, it'll all fall on Taco Bell, without a doubt. You know, these individuals were engaged in their employment at the time. And as much as throwing hot water on people is not part of their duties and their jobs. Um, They were working, so Taco Bell will be defending this lawsuit without a doubt. Um, I do think it might become a little bit difficult because it seemed from the video that the women started to go behind the counter, but still even at that point, uh, it's a question of how much force would be necessary even if the Taco Bell employees claim that they felt that they were being threatened in some way or that their safety was jeopardized. And to throw hot water and then to laugh seems to suggest that you did not feel that you were facing some kind of imminent threat um, to go to this level where it's it's damn near disfiguring and maiming. That's that that yeah. is
0: appalling. Yeah, their injuries are extreme. So CT the minor um had to go into the emergency room naked. All right. That's how extreme her injuries were. Uh, Brittany, her injuries were deep burns on her chest, stomach, and significant damage to her brain function due to seizures causing her to lose some of her memory. So the damage that was done is significant and severe. Okay. So this lawsuit is appropriate for sure. All right, Adrian, always a pleasure having you on the program. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work.
1: Now you can check me out on Rebel HQ, which is on Facebook and on YouTube, as well as catch me on Twitter at Adrian Law and on Instagram at Adrian Lawrence.
0: All right, there it is. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable. Welcome to Indisputable.
1: When you're used to privilege, equality seems like oppression. It hits you in a certain way when someone is holding you against your will, treating you like you're a criminal and you're an innocent person. This is something that black people face no matter where they are.
0: A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. Don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. What's your beef with critical race theory? It adds more fuel to the fire of the racist tendencies that we already have. We have a generation of problem solvers that can remedy the problem if they are properly taught what the problem is. You
1: know who created redlining in this country? Mm-hmm. The white liberal. I, I, don't,
0: I don't give a damn who created it. If it's well, a racist I, I, policy, I, I, racist policy. Shelly, That's here's what I don't to. know. I don't know. Long. See, there you go filibustering, brother. you scared of this truth, but you're gonna get it, though.